Alright, welcome to the first episode of Juan's World. I'm your host Juan Salsada, and today we will be taking a look at the film No Country for Old Men, and how I believe it is a representation of the western genre today. So, for I think this first podcast, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, read off the two monologues that are are used in the beginning of the movie to explain Ed Tom Bell's character, who is played by Tommy Lee Jones. The two monologues that take place are in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. They're, uh, they open the movie and close it. So, in a sense, they do reflect one another. And I'm going to just go through these two monologues in this first podcast episode to explain his character. And then for the next two, I think I'm going to use them to explain um, Josh Brolin's character and Javier Bardem's character. I'm going to just go ahead and start by reading the first monologue and kind of stopping at certain points just to give my viewpoint, and then uh, we'll move on. All right, here we go. Let me get some water before we start. I know, very unprofessional, but I need my hydrations. I was a sheriff of this country when I was 25 years old. Hard to believe. My grandfather was a lawman. Father, too. Okay. I'll just, I'll just stop right there. I know that's quick, but the the explanation of uh, his grandfather being a lawman as well as him just shows, demonstrates that it's in the bloodline, and that's the bloodline of cinema in a sense. I know I'm going to get way too in-depth with these, and it's going to sound ridiculous, but I, I, would, I just want to drive my point home with my my interpretation of what this movie is about and I know it might not be accurate and might not be what the Coen brothers had in mind but when I first saw this movie this that's definitely what I saw even before anything else this is that was my first interpretation of what I saw so I'll continue me and him were sheriffs at the same time him up in Plano and me out here I think he's pretty proud of that I know I was some of the old-time sheriffs never even wore a gun. A lot of folks find that hard to believe. Jim Scarborough had never carried one. That's the younger Jim. Gaston Boykins wouldn't wear one in Comanche country. I always like to think about old-timers. Never missed a chance to do so. You can't help but compare yourself against the old-timers. Can't help but wonder how they would have operated in these times. Okay, I'm going to stop right there again and... With it talking about how the old-timers never carried guns, I do think that's sort of saying how in older times, violence in movies, sure, it was common. We You saw deaths all the time, standoffs in the middle of the, middle of the towns, high noon. But I don't think we see violence. We never saw violence at the levels that they are today, um, like Kill Bill, The Raid, if you've seen that one. it's It's a Korean film. Korean or Vietnamese, I believe. Go check that one out, though. It's really good. But we don't see violence like that. Even on a normal TV today, you can go on to Netflix and find a show that's PG-13, and it would be more violent than most shows at the time. So anyway, let's see. Where did I leave? Okay, here we go. There was this boy I sent to the electric chair at Huntsville Hill here a while back. My arrest and my testimony. He killed a 14-year-old girl. Paper said it was a crime of passion, but he told me there wasn't any passion to it. Told me that he'd been planning to kill somebody for as long as he could remember, so that if they turned out, he'd do it again. 
Said he knew he was going to hell. Be there in 15 minutes. I don't know what to make of that. I sure don't. The crime you see now, it's hard to even take its measure. It's not that I'm afraid of it. I always know you had to be willing to die even to do this job. But I don't want to push my chips forward and go out and meet something I don't understand. That last line. But I don't want to push my chips forward and go out and meet something I don't understand. That could be the filmmakers of the past telling us how they don't want to come forward and take a stance or make a movie that they're not sure could even work. They don't want to come out and do something that they don't know if that's what the public wants. You know, anyone who creates is doing it in a public eye and they know that and that filmmaker will say, oh, I did this for me, I did this for me. Or writer will say, oh, I did this for me. But everyone has that sense of, well, what will people think about it? Because at the end of the day, professionals are trying to get paid. They're trying to make money off of their craft and you can't do that unless people are buying what you're selling. And I've been victim to it. I've been victim to saying, I'm doing it for myself, but at the end of the day, who am I really doing it for? As creators, our job is to entertain. And you can't entertain if you don't know who your audience is. And I think that's the biggest reason why people step out of the entertainment business, because they're scared of not knowing their audience. And I definitely do think that's fixable, but it's a scary thing to be in a world you don't understand. And that's where Tommy Lee Jones' character is. He's in a world he doesn't understand. So now I'm going to go ahead and read the last line. A man would have to put his soul at hazard. He'd have to say, okay, I'll be a part of this world. And so I think that's the last time Tommy Lee Jones ever thought to himself, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and take this step into a world that may be past my time. He's talking about how the old timers never carried guns and all these things, but what we see throughout the movie is that he is one of those old timers. He's a man who who went through not understanding the world, and eventually he found out he was now past, he was now past his time, and I think that's a hard thing for him to go through as we saw that throughout the movie, was him not really in understanding of what was going on. With that, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the last monologue, which I'll go ahead and read. It's a little more cryptic, but I think it holds a message on itself. So here we go. It's uh, his wife, or it's him explaining to his wife a dream that he had after he announced that he's going to retire from uh, being sheriff. All right, then, two of them. Both had my father in them. It's peculiar. I'm older now than he ever was by 20 years. So in a sense, he's the younger man. Anyway, first one I don't remember too well, but it was about meeting him in town somewhere. He's going to give me some money. I think I lost it. Second one. It was like we was back in older times and I was on horseback going through the mountains of the night. So even then we see that that representation of a, a horseback riding older times. It was cold and there was snow on the ground. And he rode past me and kept going. Never said nothing going by. He just rode on past. So that's, that's movies in general. That's just a non-stop. So for people like John Wayne 
or any stars of the western genre ever just how hollywood and audiences just walked by you know they didn't stop to think about what it was like for these these people to just move on from what they what their craft was and what they so dearly loved that's that's important i think that's something that no one ever stops to think about is when this when the fad dies what happens and he had his blanket wrapped around him and his head down and when he rode past i seen he was crying firing a horn the way people used to do i could see the horn from the light inside of it about the color of the moon and in the dream i knew that he was going on ahead and he was fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all the dark and all that cold and i knew that whenever i got there he would be there and then i woke up so this could be this could be the actors in a sense that that they they knew they had to move on with the times and eventually they'd get there but when they got there it wouldn't be the same they wouldn't have that same level of fortune or fame that they had once they once they were at their peak and that's definitely the western because we have seen returns of it with the magnificent seven and the true grit remake and things of that sort and we've seen homages to the western genre such as uh logan which i think logan if that movie were to have were to come out in 10 years i do think it would hold the same merit as no country for old men does except for with the the superhero genre because that is to me the the westerns of our time they're fad movie making and that's not to say that they won't continue on to be successful, but it is that type of movie. And I think the Western genre is just showing us what can happen when a genre of film moves on from its time. When time's up and all the cards are on the table, the world will move on and find something else. So I do think Logan was ahead of his time with that message. Ed Tom Bell was the protagonist of No Country for Old Men. That's very evident to me. And if you haven't seen it, please go watch it on Netflix. I might have ruined a little bit of the movie just now for explaining it to you, but go watch No Country for Old Men on Netflix. It's an amazing movie, and you will not regret watching it. I'll explain a little bit more why I believe Ed Tombell is the protagonist of the movie, uh, Josh Brolin's character. When I do my analysis on him, I'll go in a little bit more in-depth about why I believe he is the protagonist of the story. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. I should have my next episode up within the next few days, maybe a week at the most. But uh, thanks for listening.